Section 9 of Going Abroad Some Advice. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Going Abroad Some Advice by Robert Luce. Chapter 9 How to Stay. Part 2 In Pensions. Pronounce it as a French word, pension with as much of the nasal twang for the two ends as you can muster. Don't accent the first syllable, but dwell a little on the last. It has nothing to do with our word, pension, except philologically. The American of it is boarding house. Abroad, it has gained almost as general use outside France as the French word, menu. The line between hotels and pension is very shady. Indeed, it is a frequent thing to find the hotel so-and-so with a subtitle and pension such-and-such. This is merely open recognition of the system of payment practically in vogue at nearly all hotels, under which you pay a larger sum by the day for a short stay than for a long stay. But landlords vary in drawing the line. Sometimes you can get pension rates if you stay more than three days. Sometimes it is five days and occasionally a week is the limit. When arriving at a hotel, if you expect to stay several days, inquire about the pension rates in advance. Occasionally, in the smaller cities, pension pure and simple will take guests for but a single night. As a rule, however, they expect their guests to stay a week or more, and in many Parisian pensions, you will not get the lowest rates unless you stay a month or more. My bills for 157 days past in eight pensions of France, Switzerland and Italy average $1.35 a day, with fees averaging five cents a day, making a total cost of $1.40. When we paid for kerosene lamp in our room, it cost us from seven to 15 cents a day. But after we bought our own lamp and petroleum, the cost was trivial. By the way, the petroleum can be bought in bottles at any grocery store, allowance being made for the bottle when returned, just as many American grocers are getting the way of doing with cream. A fire in the room in winter costs from 15 to 20 cents a day, but was not frequently needed in Italy. As in other matters, the lowest rates are found in Italy, but Swiss prices are almost as low. There are many pensions in the Alps where one can live comfortably for a dollar a day if a stay of a week or more is promised, and a few as low as 90 or even 80 cents a day. Their beds and rooms are invariably clean, and the diet is wholesome, well-cooked, and well-served. Good boarding houses are not plentiful in Great Britain outside London, though there are some excellent ones in Oxford and a few other places supported chiefly by the patronage of american tourists they are accustomed to fleeting guests so that one need feel no embarrassment in applying to them even if the stay is to be but for a night or two in london those of the highest price are in the west end but the mass of american boarders may be found in the neighborhood of the british museum paying for the most part from one dollar seventy five to two dollars a day for accommodations of the better sort this, too, is about what is common in Paris in the hotel pension of other cities, 
though where there is no hotel pretense one dollar fifty will command the best to be had in any provincial city or town of course in fashionable pensions such as those in the parisian quarter about the arc du triomphe one can easily find the chance to pay from two dollars fifty to three dollars a day if he seeks it my figures are about what is paid by people who know their europe well or act on the advice of people who know it for no person who visits europe from really valuable motives goes or will advise others to go to pension wholly used by english-speaking people unless it be in summer when rest is of more consequence than study in the first place you can't learn anything of a foreign language when your dinner companions insist on speaking your own language or rather you can learn it only with far more difficulty at table is the best place to practice a foreign language then too the americans who live habitually in pension frequented by their fellow-countrymen are as a rule not people from whom you learn much or whose acquaintance is a source of much profit in any way of course there are exceptions often delightful friendships are made at the tables of foreign pensions or hotels but seldom continued the women's rest tour association issues a list of boarding houses and pensions that it recommends but this is accessible only to members the teachers guild of great britain and ireland issues a similar list covering not only europe but also the united states canada palestine and north africa great care is taken to secure the accuracy of the particulars given and they are checked and corrected every year every address sent for insertion in the guild handbook has to be accompanied by a letter of recommendation from a member of the guild or from two persons who are not members anybody can obtain the list for a shilling from the general secretary at the office of the guild 74 gower street wc london no money is received from anyone for inserting any addresses in it an organization recently come into prominence is the international union of pensions composed of between one and two hundred scattered over the continent and in england so that nearly every place frequented by tourists has a member or two it started in germany the pension internationale at heidelberg being the first to join and i presume a letter addressed there would bring a membership list the members are required to maintain a certain standard of excellence or be liable to expulsion the houses are favourites with women travelling singly or in parties who find them more pleasant and homelike than hotels lacking information from any of these sources one who contemplates an extended stay in any strange town abroad may usually get trustworthy advice by addressing a letter of inquiry to the mayor of the place an address thus secured is at least certain to be that of a respectable pension or private family one's banker too can usually make suggestions it was a banker's letter that opened the doors of one most excellent pension where the guests are supposed to be accepted only when bringing letters of introduction in another instance where we visited a certain small city for the chief purpose of a few weeks of study we fell on our feet through asking advice of the local delegate of the touring club de france in paris one may consult the advertising columns of the paris edition of the new york herald or if they announce nothing satisfactory may get addresses in plenty by inserting a few lines if he goes there for study he may start for the latin quarter at once 
and preferably in the region between the luxembourg and the boulevard montparnasse can without much trouble find what he wants a woman can there find accommodation at the american girls club or get on the track of it in the neighborhood at the club the price of a single room is two dollars a week there is a restaurant attached where one pays for what she orders and can live at from sixty to eighty cents a day in view of the purpose of the club to be of aid to students of course the table is modest expenses being kept as low as possible the student of french can find good board in the cities of the loire valley where the language is purest and notably in tours for seven dollars or eight dollars a week it is safer to make in writing agreements for long sojourns at pension and the same thing is true in the matter of lodgings sudden notice of intent to leave entitles the landlord to an indemnity in most foreign localities and if stipulations on this point have not been definitely made in advance you may find yourself arrested just as you are about to leave town it is always well to ask the advice of the american consul before drawing up a document bearing on this matter or any other as if you have not taken this precaution through some informality your agreement may prove worthless do not infer that quarrels with your landlord are inevitable but they are not unknown and where any considerable amount of money is to be involved it will be wise to be on the safe side in lodgings in england though in london at least there are many boarding houses it is more usual to live in lodgings that is more usual to hire a furnished room by itself than to include the taking of meals at the common table frequently however you arrange to have part of your meals in the house but served in your own room in that case you may buy your own materials and pay for the cooking or the landlady will buy what you direct and cook it for a slight charge in a thoroughly convenient and respectable location in london seven dollars fifty a week would be a low price for a plainly furnished sitting-room and bedroom two of us paid one dollar twenty-five a day for such accommodations in the height of the season close by piccadilly a most convenient location but noisy meat breakfasts were served in our room for two shillings apiece one can do better than that in the suburbs but distances are long in london and it is economy to pay for a convenient location if time is any object prices are lower in the smaller english places and the landladies more endurable those of london are often so bothersome that many americans advise against taking lodgings there figures from the expense book of two american girls who took lodgings wherever they had addresses show that in lincoln for apartments in a delightfully quaint little house just outside the cathedral close where the landlady and everything about the place were spotlessly clean they paid one dollar forty apiece for the night's lodgings and three meals in york they had lodging supper and breakfast for a dollar apiece at oxford the same thing with a fine great fire cost a dollar apiece in edinburgh they had lodging and breakfast for a week for three dollars fifty apiece in london and the large cities it is the custom to go out for dinner london restaurants are more costly than those of the same grade in the states and so london is not the cheapest place in which to dine to live in this way abroad is much simpler than at home for restaurant life is so much more common it has been said that a third of the people of paris dine at cafes 
women seldom have any serious trouble in finding a restaurant where they can dine unmolested and a great many of the art students abroad live in this fashion often not spending a dollar a day for the whole cost of existence furnished rooms however are not so easily to be found in paris as in london but they are there such a room in or about the latin quarter ought not to cost more than ten dollars or fifteen dollars a month wherever you take lodgings whether in london or on the continent be sure to learn the price of all the extras in advance in germany indeed it would not be amiss to learn how much butter will be served with your morning coffee people in europe do not throw in things the smallest expenditures are discussed and determined with exactness a fire costs in london all the way from twelve to twenty-four cents a scuttle for the coal kindlings usually extra lights cost from twenty-four to eighty-four cents a week unless you furnish your own lamp and candles baths are usually twelve cents in an english town if you have the address of no house it will be safe to inquire at the shop of a chemist stationer or pastry cook for clean respectable lodgings while hunting them up your luggage may be checked at the station to be sent for as soon as you have hired a room the tourist in great britain who takes lodgings instead of going to hotels who frequently stays more than a week in a place and who exercises economy can keep his or her average expenses inside two dollars a day for three dollars many a luxury can be enjoyed if then the voyage over and back should cost one hundred and twenty dollars a two months tour can be made for not far from two hundred dollars three months not far from two hundred and sixty dollars but a great deal more pleasure may be had by spending two hundred and fifty dollars on the two months tour three hundred dollars on one of three months extending to the continent means much more expense by reason of the car fares distances in england are short tourists who have visited russia will advise taking furnished apartments at st petersburg housekeeping if a man tells you living is cheaper in europe than america ask him to prove it item by item don't accept as proof his statement doubtless true that he has spent less in a year abroad than in a year at home make him go into details if he kept house did he have a bathroom with hot and cold water was there a range in his kitchen was the house heated by hot air hot water or steam if it was an apartment house did it have an elevator were there set tubs in the laundry ten till one you will force him to confess that in these details and others he did not have in europe the conveniences he thinks he cannot live without in america try him on the matter of food and he will admit that taking an average of all the raw materials he has bought the european cost has not differed much from the american ask him about clothing and at last he will smile triumphantly and tell you how cheaply he bought a suit in london or gloves in naples but do you demand how did they wear and how did they fit then he will evade again the assertion that living abroad is cheaper than here is a half-truth deceptive and dangerous undoubtedly most americans who go abroad live cheaper than at home but the reason is simply that they are contented with less from necessity or without unhappiness 
they dispense with many things that in america they deem indispensable either for bodily comfort or to maintain social position in new york philadelphia or boston they must dwell in the aristocratic quarter in paris or berlin or vienna it matters not where they dwell so long as the surroundings are not squalid in rome even that matters little and because it was once a palace a dirty crumbling tenement house may without disgrace shelter an american family of high degree it's so picturesque and so romantic you know it is not to be denied that there are many compensating advantages the chance to study art music language the neighbourhood of fine galleries and museums contact with an old-world life that sobers refines and cultivates the somewhat rank and florid american spirit freedom from irksome social duties and responsibilities annihilation of the need of keeping up appearances of trying to go the pace set by neighbours and friends with more money than fortune has given you is this statement of the case not enough to show that accurate comparison of the cost of living abroad and at home is impossible yet if you still demand figures i can give a few thanks to william henry bishop's book a house hunter in europe and margaret b wright's hired furnished and to articles by other writers in france paris in some regards the costliest city in the world certainly is not such in the matter of rents in ordinary years whatever it may be in an exposition year statistics show the average rent paid by parisian families to be eighty dollars a year contrast this with boston where according to the elaborate figures of the massachusetts bureau of labor statistics the average rent paid by people living in tenements is seventeen dollars twenty six a month or a trifle more than two hundred dollars a year but undoubtedly there are many more of high-priced suites in paris than in boston in proportion to population because apartment life is so much more general the inference may be that the parisian masses pay far lower rents than those of an american city and that the well-to-do pay somewhat lower rents than ours unfurnished apartments are much cheaper than furnished considering what you get for example an unfurnished suite consisting of parlour dining-room bedroom and kitchen on the fifth floor cost mr bishop all told about one hundred and eighty dollars a year a suite up only one flight might have been had at the same cost but it had no son in the suburbs he found apartments larger and not so high up at corresponding prices but with no great advantage over those in the city contrast this with the experience of another american who took a furnished flat in one of the aristocratic quarters three long flights of stairs had to be climbed and when my apartments were reached there was a small hall three chambers also small a salon and a kitchen about ten feet square the only water was in the kitchen i had one fair-sized closet for clothes but no cellar or storeroom or refrigerator one servant's room in the sixth story the furniture was not very clean but fairly comfortable glass and china were of the most common quality i was obliged to hire bed and table linen and silver for this flat i had to pay seventy dollars a month one month's rent in advance and sign a lease that i would be responsible for payment for three months this was the cheapest furnished apartment i saw and people who reside in the city have told me it was a great bargain when compared with our apartments in america supplied with bathrooms hot and cold water steam heat elevators closets and all modern improvements i think the balance is largely in our favour americans are at first puzzled by the nomenclature in vogue here as elsewhere on the continent for what we call the first floor 
viz the ground floor is not there known as such the french name for it is re de chaussee above this may or may not come an intermediate floor known as the entresol then comes what they call the first story corresponding to our third or second story according as there is or is not an entresol so when one is told that his friend dwells in the fourth story he may expect to climb either four or five flights of stairs paris houses seldom exceed six stories and seldom have elevators in our apartment houses without elevators every additional flight detracts from social prestige but that view of it is of less consequence abroad and one may approach the stars without losing prestige indeed by reason of the want of light and of the humidity the lower stories especially the ground floors are often rented at a lower price than the others even in buildings where the upper stories contain costly suites the custom is to have shops of the most plebeian character on the ground floor the usual parisian servant for apartment work is called the femme de ménage she comes to do your day's work or any part of it you like for about six cents an hour and returns to her home to sleep it is a recognized thing like going to trade or any other occupation you do not have to provide a chamber for her and if she comes for only a part of the day you do not even have to feed her if kept all the time her wages would be eight dollars a month which is of course much below american prices but on the other hand one good servant in america does about as much as two or three abroad partly by reason of the fact that american homes are better arranged for housekeeping there is no chance in parisian suites for washing or drying clothes and the laundering charges add to the servant expense good beef mutton or veal costs about twenty-two cents a pound choice fillet or tenderloin twice that butter is forty cents a pound but it is fresh and delicious eggs are three cents a piece at their dearest every one perfect poultry is dear but you have some good substitutes for it such as rabbit and hare fruit is plentiful and cheap salads and green vegetables generally owing to the milder climate are much longer in season and always cheaper milk is six cents a litre a little more than a quart but it is always thin ice is almost unknown but you get along very easily without it having no refrigerator you buy in smaller quantities a distinct advantage for small families because as a consequence the meats are cut differently and everything else is adapted to this system you can buy excellent juicy roast beef to the value of a franc and a half thirty cents if you like whereas the very smallest piece two people could buy at home without being ridiculous would have to keep reappearing in various forms for several days coal is eleven dollars a ton for the kind used in ranges and stoves for the few furnaces about a dollar less gas is more expensive than in our country and inferior in quality at pau in a short promenade mr bishop found three lodgments any one of which would have done the price of the largest with several more bedrooms than needed by a couple was a hundred and sixty dollars a year another a first story in the house of a respectable official consisting of antechamber kitchen dining-room parlor two bedrooms and servants bedroom was but one hundred and ten dollars in blois one house fourteen rooms with a garden was about two hundred and forty dollars another was a hundred and forty dollars had three stories and a sunny terrace in spain an apartment of eleven rooms up two flights was offered to mr bishop in granada for one hundred and forty five dollars a year 
the dearest apartment he saw in seville would have been two hundred and twenty-five dollars summing up spain he says in a general way you may count on having a highly presentable apartment for four hundred dollars this in the large expensive cities including madrid perhaps even one of the famous houses of seville with patio or half moorish courtyard could be had for that if one of them could ever be found vacant the cost of provisions cannot vary greatly from what it is in france in servants wages there is a notable reduction you can have an excellent cook for seven dollars a month and a maid of all work for three dollars or four dollars in italy at villefranche on the riviera mr bishop spent a year in a large villa with ten or a dozen rooms in the centre of an estate in which he had the right to promenade with oranges lemons roses and lovely views for which the rent was one hundred and twenty dollars a year his experience in house hunting at rome was distressing some of the prices were an apartment on the pincian hill at nine hundred dollars a year another at four hundred and thirty dollars a second-story apartment in the palazzo odescalci at one thousand dollars in a modern building on the forum of trajan eight rooms in the third story at one hundred and eighty dollars near st peter's six rooms in the fifth story at two hundred and sixteen dollars for a twelve-room apartment in the freshly built quarters six hundred dollars florence is cheaper than rome to sum up a fairish apartment would cost from two hundred and forty to three hundred and sixty dollars a year a figure for which you could make yourself very much more comfortable in or about nice the best of his bargains was at verona where he passed six months in a house of which the rent was seventy-two dollars a year a grand apartment with frescoes in the style of the old masters could be had down in a wing of the Giusti Palace, if one preferred, for about $240 a year. For what would be a very modest scale of expense in America, one could here keep horses and live like a sort of Sardana Palace. The chief defect in the experiment, says Mr. Bishop, is that your cheap habitation, no matter how excellent, artistic, and original in itself, must always throw you into pretty close relations with persons quite able to pay the same low rents who will have very different ways of living, and these will be very likely to bring your own to naught. Venice has perhaps fewest chances of any of the cities Mr. Bishop tried. Apart from the liberal provision of dear furnished lodgings for the strangers who come to pass a month or two in the spring and autumn, there is very little to choose from. The most reasonable thing was an apartment of five rooms for $320. Three of the rooms were each about 36 by 21 feet, it looked on the Grand Canal. A small single house, not far from the Grand Canal, but absolutely without modern improvements, had half a dozen rooms, three stories, and cost $96 a year. Theodore Purdy says that for furnished apartments comprising nearly all of a small palace on the Grand Canal, he paid $44 a month. His dining room was the large ballroom, possibly 60 feet long, and besides this, he had seven rooms, fully furnished, including linen and a solid silver service. The man who served as gondolier and butler cost 72 cents a day, the maid of all work 18 cents. Our living expenses, including rent, food, wages of two servants, gondola and small extras, such as fees, fruits, a profusion of plants and flowers, excursions, wines, papers and books, for a party of six persons, came to a total of one dollar and a half a day each. 
this is not the smallest amount for which one could keep house in venice for we occupied rather expensive quarters and we had a private gondola at our door and many other unnecessary luxuries in germany philip g hubert jr in describing his experience in seeking furnished apartments in munich and dresden says that after hunting all day in vain in munich he did what all americans should begin by doing that is call on the american consul for help the consul took him to a house agent and also suggested advertising he found that advertising is the quickest and virtually the only way of getting what one wants for as nobody makes a regular business of furnishing apartments for rental and the real estate agent is almost unknown there is no regular market or exchange for apartments but in every large city there are people who for one reason or another want to get away and have apartments on their hands a short advertisement setting forth exactly what you need the number of rooms quarter of the city and length of time required is pretty sure to bring scores of answers have the advertisement written by a german and the answers with the price demanded sent to the newspaper office if any strange turn or expression betrays the foreigner the price will rise if no price is mentioned in some answers that promise well get a german acquaintance to call and find out the price before making your appearance on the scene finally when you have found an apartment that suits you as to position character and price consult some residents of the city concerning it in this way you may avoid settling in an inconvenient part of the city or in some quarter exposed to nuisances of which no stranger would suspect the existence there are parts of munich and dresden so inaccessible from the shopping quarters the opera and the picture galleries and so poorly served by the cars as to make them out of the question for americans and yet they are among the prettiest quarters of both cities a resident will give advice on these points he will also tell you that new buildings are to be avoided in munich for they are so solidly built and so thickly covered with tons of mortar put on to imitate stone that they require in so damp and cold a climate more than a year to dry new houses are rented at a discount for the first year or two the tenants taking the risk of sickness mr hubert ended his munich house hunting by taking a small apartment three flights up consisting of parlor dining-room kitchen two good-sized bedrooms and one very small one all the rooms were bright and sunny the building was of a good class in a quiet street the furniture was of an excellent character and everything excepting silver but including linen was supplied for this apartment he paid eighty marks a month for six months a trifle less than twenty dollars a month it must be said however that he was particularly fortunate the owner or tenant a lady who answered his advertisement had to leave munich for the summer on account of sickness in her family and sublet the apartment rather than leave it empty other apartments he saw of about the same character were nearly twice the rent and he would say that the average rent of such an apartment in munich would be about a hundred and fifty marks a month the regular rent of the apartment he had unfurnished was two hundred dollars a year he had paid six hundred dollars a year in new york for an unfurnished flat in no way superior to this one domestic servants ask in munich about half the wages the same girls would receive in new york once they are able to speak a few words of english a very good cook is well paid with eight dollars a month and expects to have only two evenings a month to herself for outing purposes 
a good chambermaid or waitress seldom receives more than six dollars a month if one will consent to take girls fresh from the country wages are lower but foreigners have to employ maids familiar with city ways and a cook competent to do the marketing and wrangle with a janitor who in munich as in new york is a great personage counting for much in the welfare of a tenant personal service of every kind costs in about the same proportion many families in munich perhaps most of the well-to-do people have their washing done outside of their apartments and it is therefore cheap the weekly cost for four persons was never more than a dollar including a gratuity of ten pfennigs or two cents and a half to the pretty peasant girl who came for it weekly and with the help of a little handcart and a big dog carried it no one knows how many miles into the suburbs personal service of any kind is rewarded with a few pfennigs the man who brings the coal and wood the boy or girl who brings a parcel from a shop the grocer boy etc all expect a small tip but it is so small as not to be worth considering in making up the cost of housekeeping ten pfennigs seem to go as far as twenty-five cents in new york for similar purposes meat seems to be dear all over germany and not so good as at home to its high cost and the absence of refrigerators and ice is due probably the habit of relying largely upon the delicatessen shops where the german housewife buys daily just enough roast meat sausage or ham to suffice for dinner vegetables are remarkably cheap the ordinary price of soup greens for a family onions carrots celery root and parsley is only five pfennigs one cent and a quarter excellent lettuce costs from three to five pfennigs a head spinach is about one quarter the price it is in new york potatoes are four pfennigs a pound apples are ten pfennigs a pound bread and milk cost about the same in munich as in new york but both are always excellent the authorities keeping a sharp eye upon the dairies and milk dealers tea coffee and sugar cost about the same as at home but fancy groceries such as crackers or biscuits as the english call them jellies and marmalade not being in common use are very dear for instance scotch orange marmalade that we buy for seventeen cents in new york costs just double in munich and dresden coal and wood for the porcelain stoves to be found in every german room cost a trifle less than at home in germany a tenant gives his landlord six months notice of his intention to leave and no unfurnished apartment is rented for less than a year so that although many houses have bills on them these refer to apartments that will be vacant five or six months later or even a year later it is not worth while to try to find a decent apartment for less than six months whenever one asks the price of an apartment for three months he finds that the sum named is very little if any below what would be asked for six months germans cannot understand people who want to move every three months as for germany take the testimony of still another correspondent writing from heidelberg to correct the impression prevalent in the united states that rent and living are cheap in the fatherland taking into account the antiquated construction and absence of all modern conveniences in their houses the rent is very dear the older houses seem to be built almost square about twenty-five feet in width and depth each floor has its one flat with many windows upon the street and rear the buildings are generous also with their stairways our house has three flats each contains a large parlor bedroom on each side a small dining room and kitchen but no bathroom or clothes closets they are heated by two porcelain stoves the ceilings are high the floors painted and walls covered with inexpensive paper 
the top or third flat rents for twenty dollars a month the second for thirty dollars and the ground floor for fifty dollars in this house a retired army officer lives on the third floor a heidelberg professor on the second and the ground floor is divided into two small shops one for the sale of small notions and the other for cigars handsome furniture lace curtains statuary books pictures and bric-a-brac give a genteel appearance to the apartments but a clerk on one thousand two hundred dollars a year in chicago would not think of living in a flat of such primitive sanitary appliances as for the cost of living that is even dearer perhaps heidelberg being an educational town should not be taken as a criterion for smaller places a visit to the public market shows that although the greatest care is taken in preparing the produce to prevent loss to the consumer prices are higher than in america soup beef costs twenty cents a pound veal cutlets eight cents each mutton chops twenty eight cents a pound kidney roast thirty cents pork chops twenty cents boiled ham fifty cents beef steak fifty nine cents geese are from seventy five cents to one dollar fifty apiece ducks as dear as in america turkey rare one dollar fifty to two dollars each pigeons very much in demand at fifty cents to sixty cents a pair young chickens fifty to seventy five cents a piece wild hare about as large as jack-rabbits seventy five to ninety cents a piece it may not be amiss to inform persons planning residence in germany that if they live in houses or flats they have furnished they are subject to the german income and other taxes after a sojourn of one year the fact that they are paying taxes elsewhere would not exempt them from those levied there in england housekeeping in london says margaret b wright is no dearer than in american cities perhaps a trifle less ordinary provisions such as meat fish and winter vegetables are about boston prices the greater costs of fruits summer vegetables and rarer provisions is equalized by the cheaper rents and labor wage gas and coal are cheaper than in america at least in new england very many wealthy english women absolutely refuse to keep warm when coals rise to five dollars a ton country housekeeping is cheaper than in our own country rents are excessively low compared with ours except in the height of the season furnished country cottages are easy to find at an even absurdly low rent for the dampness of england is an enemy to unoccupied houses she gives instances of such hirings at prices running from one dollar fifty to five dollars a week for any time from a week up her advice to anyone wanting to dwell in rural england after this delightful fashion is to make choice of a locality and then advertise in a local paper being sure not to give an american address but to have letters forwarded the big dailies do just as well although more expensive and they do not forward letters when you hire take extra towels and tablecloths mr bishop thinks that in london oxford or other english cities it would be safe to count on a rent of about three hundred dollars a year he says a maid-servant would cost from sixty dollars to one hundred dollars a year but another writer declares that one is obliged to keep more servants than in america the work being so divided that a servant will refuse to do certain duties on the plea that it's not my place mum the wages of servants like every other expenditure in england are deceptive to the uninitiated the nominal amount seems small but the little charges add up like extras in a hotel bill one terrible item in the housekeeping expense is the washing every bit of which is sent out of the house the servants washing is paid for by the mistress 
the weekly washing bills of a moderate establishment generally amount to more than the weekly wages of a good servant in America, who would not only do the family washing, but cook as well. Another authority suggests that taxes must be taken into account and may amount to a quarter of the rent. In conclusion, and it applies to the continent as well as to England, too many hopes should not be built on some of the figures that have been given. Mr. Bishop admits that some of his have already passed into history, for rents are rising. Furthermore, a great deal depends on the point of view. Apartments or a house that would satisfy one American might seem despicable to another. I find Mr. Hubert averring that a mark or 24 cents will go almost as far in Munich as a dollar in New York, and I find the next writer declaring that, as far as casual observation goes, nothing in Germany is cheaper than in America except wine, cigars, beer, and music. Algernon Doherty, who has rounded out a quarter of a century in American legations from Mexico to Rome, concludes that, as Mark Twain discovered, the cheapest city in Europe is Vienna, next to which he puts Brussels, then Paris, then London, and he declares Madrid the dearest. On the other hand, a medical friend who has studied long in Vienna asserts to me that it is by no means the cheapest of European capitals. He points out that where the unit of value is higher, living is costlier, and says that many things which cost a mark, 24 cents, in Germany, cost a golden, 40 cents, in Austria. From all these conflicting views, my own conclusion is the notion with which I began this section. That, quality for quality... Living is as dear abroad as at home, and that where in the aggregate it costs less, one gets less, though the deficiency is for the time being more than made up by many compensating pleasures and benefits. End of section 9. Recording by Kate M.